to this uh, beginning, beginning of Lent, beginning of a journey, um, and we really can legitimately say, unless there's a, somebody who has the gift of prophecy here, that who knows where we're going, who knows what we will discover along the way, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, and uh, so it's on this evening, sometimes people come expecting sad and somber and there is a level of giving up or dying too uh, when it comes to Lent but I'm hoping that maybe this Lent hmm. is it me? oh well I, I can't help you because <laughs> where it is, it's going to stay. Um, but I can use a handheld microphone. I'm good? It's amazing how much you're, you get used to what is a proper uh, amplification, and then when it goes, poof, gone. So back to Lent. Lent, historically, has been a time of self-examination, a time of looking at ourselves, a time when uh, sometimes traffic signs are the kind of symbols, you know, make a U-turn, change directions, maybe it's keep on the steady path. I think the good thing about Lent is it's pay attention. And our Lent um, this year is going to uh, be a spiritual pilgrimage, I hope, for each and every one of us. So I'd like to invite you to join me in the opening liturgy that's in your bulletin. There's a path. It takes us to familiar and unfamiliar places. We would choose to keep our feet on the path we know the path that is safe and familiar if we could. We awake to an unexpected calling. God says, come. 
There are gifts, true gifts, in walking towards Jerusalem by an unfamiliar path. Good evening, everyone. Our first song is Who Am I? And as we journey through Lent, reflecting and asking that question, and maybe sometimes thinking we don't deserve God's love, I hope this is a journey for all of us to find out just, again, how much God loves us and wants a relationship with us. So I invite you to stand as we sing, Who Am I?
Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord, your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relents from punishing. Please join me in the unison prayer. God, creator, Jesus, teacher, spirit, guide, open us to the possibility that even or especially in the midst of difficulty, loss, and uncertainty, we can find greater depth, deeper connection, and clearer vision. Calm our fears, open our eyes, guide our feet. Amen. I'd like to invite you to go with me on a journey, which includes parts of the scripture readings uh, listed in the bulletin, Mark 4, 35 to 42, which is Jesus calming the sea, and John 8, 1 through 10, um, when uh, people are invited to stone the woman who was caught in adultery. As soon as the meal was finished, Jesus insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go ahead to the other side while he dismissed the people. With the crowd dismissed, he climbed the mountain so that he could be by himself and pray. He stayed there alone late into the night, into the darkness. Meanwhile, the boat with the disciples was far out to sea when the wind came up against them and they were battered by the waves. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came walking across the water to them and they were scared. They were so scared. What is this, a ghost? They said, crying out in terror. But Jesus was quick to comfort them. Courage. It's me. Don't be afraid. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the world is tossing me like a ship upon the sea, thou who rulest wind and water, stand by me. Peter Suddenly, Bold said, Master, if it's really you, call me to come across and walk on the water to you. He said, Come ahead, Peter, come ahead. Jumping out of the boat, Jesus walked on the water. Peter walked on the water to Jesus, but when he looked down and the waves were churning under his feet, he lost his nerve and he started to sink. Master, Master, save me. In the midst of tribulation, stand by me. In the midst of tribulation, stand by me. When the hosts of hell assail 
and my strength begins to fail. Thou who never lost a battle, stand by me. And of course, Jesus didn't hesitate, not a second. And he reached down and took Peter's hand and he said, faint-hearted, what got hold of you? And the two of them climbed into the boat. The wind died down, the disciples in the boat, having watched the whole thing, worship Jesus with their whole hearts. You are the son of God for sure. This is it. Sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, we need to step away from the security of our boat into the stormy seas on our way and our journey towards God to discover that a sinking stone is a far firmer foundation sometimes than we might imagine. We embark on this journey that will invite us to explore places, to visit places within us and around us, places we've never been to, or places we just don't remember having been to. We want to explore the places where we find ourselves, not just the stable, predictable places. But sometimes it takes Lent to visit the places where we would say, failed, didn't measure up, could have done better. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Or sometimes we feel so tenuous about things. These are the places where Jesus says, it's okay. It's okay to look. Do not be afraid because it's me who's asking you to go on this journey of discovering what is the way for you. Is it the wandering way? Is it the structured way? Is it the way back and then forward or sideways? All the blessed places. These are the places. He says, it's me calling you out here to find the depths of your own very own soul. Because in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of tension and stress in the world, Come to me because I will not let you fall. I will lift you up. You know, in the story of the woman who was caught in adultery, nobody knew what was going to happen. They just knew that like Peter lost his faith, this woman had lost her way. And it was a part of the rules of the community that a woman caught in adultery could be stoned to death. So hard. And they wondered, is this a test? They had the right to stone her because she had committed a sin and the that she had caused her family and community could shake things to the core. 
in the midst of faults and failures, stand by me. In the midst of faults and failures, stand by me. When I've done the best I can and my friends misunderstand, thou who knowest all about me, stand by me. Jesus challenged them with his words. He challenged them like right down into asking themselves, who am I? He said, you, anybody gathered here, you who are without sin, go ahead. They had stones in their hands. Go ahead throw them. When you hold the stone in your hand, if you've never made a mistake, go ahead with your blame and shame. Go ahead. You hold the stone. The choice is yours. Slowly, you can imagine it must have been unbelievably quiet as they visited the places in their lives. They knew what sin was. And they heard what Jesus said, and the stones dropped one after the other. And they just walked away. They dropped their stones and they just walked away. What, what had Jesus done to them? What had Jesus done for them? In the midst of persecution, stand by me. In the midst of persecution, stand by me. When my foes in war array, Undertake to stop my way. Thou who rescued Paul and Silas, stand by me. Here we are. It's Ash Wednesday. And so many times we are invited, or we think we're invited on Ash Wednesday, to be looking for the bad in ourselves, to be thinking of the bad in ourselves to feel bad, guilty, shamed maybe about some things in our lives. So Jesus looks around. What does he want? What does he see? Jesus looks around at you and at me. And the question again is what does he see? And what does he want? What does he want from you, from me, from us? He wants us to choose. Jesus isn't someone who's going to rope and cattle tie anyone. It might feel like that sometimes. It's so compelling. But he wants us to choose. He wants me. He wants you. He wants us each and all to choose 
to choose what? To choose to be his. And there is no better time than in this place, in this crazy world, than to choose to be his. Above all else, to choose to belong to Jesus the Christ. Can you even imagine if we were, each one of us, given a chance to be in the presence of Christ? And I might say by ourselves, and then I probably would offer a caveat, if I had any control over that, which most of us would want somebody to be with us. Can you imagine being in the presence of Jesus Christ and having him look at you, holding a mirror up to you and we might think, what is he looking at? How does he see you? How does he see any one of us? You know, when I go to get my hair cut, at the end, they always hand me the mirror, and I'm like, yep, same thing I see there. There I am. <laughs> and then they spin the chair around so that you can see the back, I guess. That's the idea. And what are you going to do? You know, good or bad, like it or don't like it, you're done. Out you go. But what about Jesus? Would he be captured by the imperfections that we see? Would he be captured by the doubts, the chaos, sometimes the craziness that is our lives and our world? Would he be captured by the mistakes that we've made. We've all made mistakes, right? We've all made mistakes. Some of them are little. Some of them are little. And some of them are big, but they're big in our lives and in the way we look at ourselves. If you're asked to kind of scan your internal world, People go to the same thing over and over. There it is. It's still there. It's still there. That thing I did or that thing I said or that relationship. There it is. Would he look away in judgment? Dismissal? Rejection? Well, here we are on this Ash Wednesday night, and let me say, no, 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 no. And as much as the world tells us yes and no, this is the no that I want you to carry through this Lent. This marking of ashes, the marking of the cross of Christ is a naming and a claiming. We know we're human. Most of us know our faults. Most of us are afraid that other people will see them as well. But the reality is that this cross, whether on the back of your hand or on your forehead, is like a monogram. This is who I belong to. This is who I am. This is my identity. And it not only tells me who I am, reminds me who I belong to. From dust we came, to dust we return. And what was it that Jesus, or that God used to create Adam and Eve? 
the dust of the earth. He took it and created life. So maybe this dust and dust, it's actually about life, not death. Because even if it's death in Christ, is that not life? Are we prepared in the light of that knowledge to make a decision or to remind ourselves again that we choose Christ to whom we belong, who claims us, calls us, gifts us? Jesus does stand by us. You know, another old favorite is blessed assurance, Jesus is mine and yours and here for all the world, all the time. So in your mind and in your heart, I invite you, put down the stones. Put down the stones, the ones maybe you would use against others, but I know you're such nice people. So where do our stones get used most often? Against ourselves and sometimes family. Put down our stones. And get ready to come and get your monogram, your sign of belonging and naming. Pick up your soggy self from when you were standing right there with Peter and you got afraid so you sunk. Pick that soggy self up and just bring it on up. Come up here and be forever marked with the sign of your blessed belonging. That's the story. You belong to Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you can wash off the ashes I suggest you wipe them off with something first, a tissue. Water and ashes, have you been taught that lesson? Water and ashes will burn your skin. Um, so um, they, uh, they mount that's on your forehead or the back of your hand. You can have the, the ashes there. Isn't really enough to hurt you. But if I were to put water in the ashes, I could burn you, and I'm not going to do that. Blessed belonging. In a world of war and illness and struggle and strife, you know in your own lives what that is, what it looks like. It could be family trying to raise kids. It could be pain in your body or in your spirit. It could be the way that age does its number on any one of us. Whatever it is in you that's stuck in that place of self-hate or dislike, self-criticism, condemnation of those around you or yourselves, this is the time to say, I don't, I don't belong to any of that. 
That's not who I want to be. I want to be loved, accepted. I want to belong to a God who offers healing in ways that we don't even begin to understand. I want to belong to a Savior who speaks to me of reunions in his great heavenly kingdom, who speaks to us about convincing people not to take weapons and walk into war. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we are just people, and we are just so very human. So in your name, may we each and all receive the forgiveness that you give, that we might begin this journey leaving some of those things behind, all of them, if it's possible. But we're a stubborn people, Lord, so keep walking with us, feed us week to week, walk to walk, path to path, that we might be reminded that it's you who claimed us, you who called us, you we serve. No other masters. No other roads but the ones you take us on. May it be well within us well with our souls. And may we be marked as yours this night. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I shouldn't take your songs, should I? would like to receive please come up when you're ready and you can offer us your hand or we'll put it on your forehead whichever you choose please come
So no matter where the journey takes us or what we discover along the way, it'll be in his perfect timing. And hopefully we'll always remember how great our God is and what an extravagant love and forgiveness he offers us along the way. I invite you to stand as we sing our closing song, How Great Is Our God. blessing. May the spirit of the living God, made known to us fully in places we know and ways we don't, go before you to show you the way, go above you to watch over you, go behind to push you into places you wouldn't necessarily go yourself. 
Go beneath you to uphold and uplift you. Go beside you to be your strong and constant companion and dwell within you. You are surely not ever alone. And that you are loved, loved beyond your wildest imagination. You can cross this cross off. Marked. And may the fire of God's blessing burn brightly upon you and within you, now and always.